0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by mybookie.ag. Log into mybookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With mybookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Odd Shark now to get free picks from a supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos, and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Odd Shark. <laughs> are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network so as we record this podcast we come off the back of Nandink another lock taking us to 16-5 and five, when we took Man United to beat Cardiff and boy did Man United beat Cardiff Man United are seemingly back it's Rashford. It's the perfect start. Manchester United often running and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the shot squeezes in and Manchester United get a second goal. And Camarasa scores emphatically into the top corner. It's game on in the Cardiff City Stadium. Cardiff One. Manchester United Two. Martial, Tompkins, Lingard, excellent football, Martial, oh that's a brilliant goal, that is superb from Manchester United. Well we look away to our right and you see those Manchester United fans and what a goal that is that they've just witnessed and seen. Away from Bamba, down goes Lingard, penalty, and he goes, sticks it into the opposite corner. Jesse Lingard makes it. Cardiff City 1, Manchester United 4. thought I would do that last goal in Spanish commentary just because it's a lot more fun, really, to be honest. Um, and I'm going to change up the... Uh, the order of the show again. I'm going to stick with what landed for us last time. If I keep making Man United the lock and I keep starting the show talking about them, maybe we're going to win out the entire season. Highly unlikely, but I do strongly fancy us to win Seven of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first eight games in charge. If you have a look at the run-in, you'll see why I feel like this is a possibility. And certainly playing against the worst team in the league is a definite opportunity to pick up back-to-back wins for Man United. Man United take on Huddersfield tomorrow, um, sorry, on Boxing Day, or 26th of December. I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this. I heard something about podcasts doing the best on Christmas day due to the purchases of new technology and people receiving the technology on Christmas day and wanting to use it straight away. And a high percentage of people immediately download podcasts on the new tech and it increases podcast numbers. I don't know if that's complete bullshit or not, and whether that's still existent. I know it was definitely a statistic a couple of years ago, because ever since we read it, Over on the dirty sheets, we've been trying to put a show out on Christmas Day and uh, we're doing that again this year. So you should be listening to this on on Christmas Day. But I'm doing this as I sit here on the 24th of December, Christmas Eve at five o'clock in the afternoon here in the UK. So as I do this, Manchester United are sitting as one to four favourites to get this win over Huddersfield. Huddersfield, obviously, massive underdogs as they are against most away teams, but especially against the top six. They're 11 to 1, and it's 9 to 2 to draw. <clears throat> I think this isn't going to be too dissimilar from the performance at Cardiff. I expect him to come home and get a massive ovation from the fans. I expect the team to have very little changes. You can't make too many changes to a team that won 5-1. I expect Martial, Lingard, Pogba, Rashford all to star in this game, all to feel free to express themselves. And I think Man United are going to blitz the minus one handicap here, which is available at 8-11. to 11. So that's better than minus 150 here. That's the Uh, that's the bet that I'm going to lock up. I think Man United will probably be able to do better than that. I don't think they're going to concede a goal in this game against Huddersfield. A team who have only scored 11 goals all season have a minus 20 goal difference and even more worryingly have an expected goal tally of 12. There's this new league table going around. It's expected goals and um, it takes into account had teams taken all the chances that they expected to score, what the league table would look like. Or well, Huddersfield, unexpected goals are just as bad as they are with their regular goal tally. There haven't been many expected goals for Cardiff this season. So I'm not expecting them to create any chances. I'm not expecting them to cause any problems. The only problem that they may cause is that they may sit back and contain Man United for the first 30 minutes, typical David Wagner tactics. But even that, I'm not certain of. The way Man United played on Saturday, I'm confident that they can score inside the first 30 minutes. And if that happens, then we're looking at a... A blitz of a scoreline here. But I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to maintain the 16 and 5 lot record. I'm going to take the minus one. 8 to 11 is a good enough price for me. wasn't expecting to see that as I logged on for this. And that's not the Asian handicap. That's the outright handicap. So you will lose this bet if Man United only win by one goal. Asian handicap secures you a refund if Man United only win by one goal. So this is the real handicap bet. And it's Man United minus one. Lock. That's the lock, the 100% lead pipe lock for this Boxing Day show. Up next, you've got Fulham versus Wolves, where actually, let me backtrack there. As I've done the Man United game, I just wanted to say. It may be a good time, especially for the next seven, eight games, to load up on Man United players in fantasy. They're all very cheap. Anthony Martial is available at 7.3. Jesse Lingard at 6.7. Marcus Rashford only at 7 million, who will be playing for a while because Lukaku's off on the compassionate leave and may not necessarily get back in the team. All the regular defenders are available at under 5 million. And when I say regulars, the only two that definitely play all the time are Lindelof and Shaw, and they're both under 5 million anyway. Uh, Paul Pogba might be a decent buy now. He's available at 7.9. So he can't go wrong with any of those at the moment, especially with Man Uniteds running. So now we look at Fulham versus Wolves where it's 21 to 10 Fulham, 23 to 10 a draw and 13 to 10 on Wolves. <coughs> One bet stands out to me here, and we're getting it at a great price because the statistics of the bet only make it a 50% chance of cashing. As two of Fulham's last five games have produced both teams to score, and three of Wolves' last five teams have produced both teams to score, giving it a five out of 10 chance, making the price here a 10 to 11, 10 to 11 split. That goes in our favour. ...for this bet because I strongly fancy that both teams will score in this game. In the games where both teams to score hasn't cashed in the Fulham game... ...that's because Fulham haven't been able to score. Fulham have been beaten to nil in all of those games... ...and they've not re- and they failed to register on the score sheet. I don't think that's going to happen against Wolves. I think Wolves are guaranteed to score because Fulham have conceded... ...in every single game this season. But I don't think Wolves will be able to contain Fulham... At Fulham, I think Fulham have enough decent firepower here. I think with the likes of Sesanyon and and Mitrovic, they will be able to get on the score sheet against Wolves. And I think both teams to score here is an absolute snip at 10 to 11. And I would be betting that, even though it won't figure in anywhere on the show, be it the lock or dog or parlay play, I do think both teams to score will cash in this game. Fulham always concede, So you're really only betting on Fulham to score here at home against the mid-table team, which is Wolves. Great bet for me Burnley versus Everton is next where Everton are the 17 to 20 favourites 16 to 5 Burnley and 5 to 2 on the draw Everton have to win here looking all of a sudden it's very interesting how quickly the fans have turned on Marco Silva they thought he was a second coming having him coming in playing his football in complete contrast to what Sam Allardyce did there but the bottom line is with Sam Allardyce this team finished in the top half of the table and that doesn't look like a guarantee under Marco Silva. They may have not been an impressive attacking team that had loads of flair, but at the same time, they weren't conceding stupid goals. And Sam Allardyce never really had any money and a fair chance to do anything at Everton. Marco Silva's had plenty of money and he'll get plenty more. But the fact is, is that it doesn't look like Marco Silva has any other tactic but to play his Marco Silver style football. The problem is Marco Silva style football is being played better by five or six other teams in the Premier League and one of them is called Tottenham and Tottenham handed Everton their ass 6-2 on Sunday in an absolute embarrassment of a game for Everton. They, Tottenham are getting all the plaudits, but if you look at it Everton were absolutely woeful I will defend Everton and say they probably should have been 2 up in that game and Things might have turned out differently had Tottenham had to come back from 2-0. I still think they might have won that game, though, the way that they played. But who's to say? So I think Everton need to bounce back here. I think Burnley lately have done well to secure themselves a better league position. They looked in trouble at one point. They still look in trouble because they're in the relegation zone at 18th. But the thing that will spur them on is that Cardiff are sitting outside the relegation zone and are very likely to still go down. Huddersfield are awful. And Fulham don't look like getting any better either at the moment. So there are three worse teams than Burnley. Not that that will give them too much comfort whilst they are sitting in the relegation zone. But I think Everton win this game here at 17-20. to 20. Up next, Cardiff versus Crystal Palace coming off the back of killing... So many accumulator or parlay coupons on Saturday when they beat Manchester City. They're four to six favourites here to win at home against Cardiff, who are 29 to 10, and it's 17 to four on Cardiff. Sorry, 29 to 10 to draw, 17 to four on Cardiff. This is interesting because the home form of Crystal Palace is not very good. They, They struggle to score at home. They struggle to do very much at home. And they also struggle when Wilfred Zaha doesn't play for them. Wilfred Zaha who didn't play for them when they beat Leicester 2-0. Off the back of that, they've gone and beaten Manchester City 3-2 away from home and have significantly improved their league position. They now look very safe, sitting in 14th place against the Cardiff team that just shipped five goals to Man United, sitting in 17th. For me, I think this is a spot where Crystal Palace add another rare win to the collection. I think Townsend and Zaha shine in this game, and I can't see anything but a Palace win. Again, available at a good price of 4-6. to six. Up next, Leicester versus Man City. Where Man City going to this game four points behind Liverpool, unfortunately, because I don't want Liverpool to win the league. Manchester City coming to this game at two to five, almost getting us to the price where we can back them. They are actually even four to nine in places. So I wonder if that will ever get to the one to two where Man City become backable for us uh, under under our own rules and regulations. I'm going to say maybe it does. I'm going to say maybe. Um, somebody is offering up Manchester City at 1-2 by Boxing Day uh, in order to appeal to people, especially given the fact that Leicester, who are 15-2 in this game, may receive some backing off the fact that they won a shocking game at Stamford Bridge. They upset Chelsea, winning 1-0 on Saturday. So you have a team who were the victims of a big upset, and you have the teams who are the recipients of a great result and causing an upset by beating Chelsea. I think what happens here is that we we see everything revert back to how it should be. We see a team that caused the upset get beaten and we see a team that were the victims of the upset bounce back. I think City are too good to lose two games in this league. And I also think that Leicester who were knocked out of the cup by Manchester City, will not be able to to outscore Man City in this game like Crystal Palace did. Uh, Looking at that game, there were a lot of spectacular goals and individual errors at the same time. I think that they're they're a very freak event. Normally when Man City go 1-0 up, they're able to put their foot on the gas and, and go ahead and beat you. Whereas on Saturday they conceded a clumsy goal, won the goal, and then a penalty, and then all of a sudden found themselves 3-1 down, and Palace put 11 men behind the ball. That, isn't going to be an option for Manchester City uh, sorry for Leicester City if Manchester City get ahead I don't think that they're going to concede they've been conceding a lot of goals lately only one clean sheet in the last six weeks and I don't expect another clean sheet here I just expect them to be able to outscore Leicester I expect Sergio Aguero to start and a Gabriel Gabriel Jesus I expect Raheem Sterling And Sane and Kevin De Bruyne to feature in a team and I just expect Manchester City to rediscover who they are and gain some momentum before they go into the massive game against Liverpool on January the 3rd. Up next we look at Liverpool who are 1-6 to beat Newcastle, 13-2 to draw and 14-1 on Newcastle. I talked about fantasy picks earlier and there are some Liverpool defenders that you need to be taking a look at still. Alexander Arnold is still only at the £5.2 million mark, while Matip's out and Joe Gomez out. Dejan Lovren is the automatic choice at centre-back. He's available at under £5 million. And of course, a lot of you have already gone for Robins Robertson at 6.5. He's expensive, but you're getting clean sheets and the assists of a winger from Robertson. So, He's well worth the extra money at 6.5. I've personally got Virgil van Dijk in my team. I may be switching to Robertson at some point. Um, Also, Liverpool are looking, whilst um, Alexander-Arnold he's recovering from his knock, he should be back any week now. There may be some game time for Nathaniel Klein, He's only available at 4.6. And then obviously you have the usual suspects in the Liverpool team. I think Shakiri is going to see more game time in the second half of the season. He's only seven. And of course, Mo Salah, the most expensive exper- uh, player in Dream Team, available at 13. But always worth it. You, can't, you won't go wrong by having Salah. You'll just have to compensate for it by getting cheaper players for the rest of your team. Mo Salah goes into this game and has scored five goals in his last four games for Liverpool, including a hat-trick against Bournemouth. He's 10-1 to to get a hat-trick here. I like him to score in this game and for Liverpool to win but that's available at 1-2, to so not the best at price in the world. You're actually better off taking Liverpool to nil. Liverpool have only scored, only conceded seven goals all season in the first 18 games. I think that's a great bet, and I think Liverpool will win this game without conceding. Newcastle haven't exactly been setting the world of fire, on fire on at an attacking front lately, and I think Liverpool should win this game comfortably, as they often do, at home to Newcastle. Next up would have been the Man United game, but we've already covered that as our lock. We've taken Man United as the lock to win minus one, so we can skip past that and move on to the late game, which is, sorry, there's one other game. It's Tottenham versus Bournemouth. I missed that, and I'm going to that game, so that's a bit silly. Um, Tottenham are one to three, 17-4 to draw and 15-2. Tottenham coming off the back of the second-best performance of the weekend, but their best performance of the season, which was a 6-2 win against Everton. Um, expect more of the same here, mainly because <clears throat> when Tottenham end up winning with a late goal against Burnley by one goal, to, you know, that's because they're playing against a team that don't play any football and try and contain them. That's something Tottenham Hotspur struggle against. Unless they can get an early goal like they got against Southampton or a team that plays similar style, Tottenham are going to struggle to break you down. <clears throat> it's not Something that they can do unless they have their first team out there. You need Ericsson, you need Ali all playing. <clears throat> now, I'm not necessarily sure that either one of those will <clears throat> will start this game as Tottenham very much like to rotate. I think you could see Lucas Mora play. I think you could see Lamella play into this game. They're players that would find it more difficult to break down physical teams that sit there with six or seven men behind the ball. Bournemouth are not going to be like that. Bournemouth are going to come to play. Bournemouth are going to be like Everton. And I think what you're going to see here is Tottenham do what they've done to both Bournemouth and Arsenal. Beat teams in a football match because Tottenham are better at playing football. It's as simple as that. When Tottenham come up against teams like Manchester City or Liverpool, they've lost both times at Wembley against them because the opposite is true. Liverpool and Man City are better than Tottenham. Tottenham are, at the moment, without a doubt, the third best team in the league. I think the pecking order is clear. I think the league table doesn't lie. But I think Tottenham are, obviously, way better than Bournemouth. And when Bournemouth come here and try and pay with attacking intent, all it's going to do Is lead to goals, and more of them are going to go to Tottenham, which is why I like Tottenham to win here, and over 2.5 goals at 4-6, minus 150, definitely going to be on that bet, I like there to be more than three goals in this game, and I'm certainly not going to come off the Tottenham train, off the back of the last two wins that they've had, especially that 6-2 whooping at Everton. Now we look at the late game, Brighton versus Arsenal, where Arsenal are 7-10 favourites to win this game. Brighton 19-5 and 14-5 the draw. Arsenal bounced back with a win against Burnley. It looked better than it actually was um, on paper. 3-1 looks like Arsenal were dominant in that game. They weren't. They they scored... um, early on in, in the game in the first half. Then they were very laboured after that. They came out and scored early in the second half. And then from then, they sat back and let Burnley attack them and let Burnley bully them around. And that's not really what we've come to know of Arsenal this season they have been quite good physically but and Unai Emery did complain at the end of the game to Sean Dyche about how physical his team were and the physicality did allow Burnley to get back in the game they almost bullied themselves to 2-1 and then pressed and pressed until Arsenal again hit a third goal on the counter now that comes off the back of two defeats that Arsenal have had against Southampton and Ar- and Tottenham in the cup so it's worrying for Arsenal uh, that they've had those two defeats and then only narrowly beat burley despite the fact the scoreline is 3-1 which would have covered a minus 1 handicap arsenal lost at brighton last season i don't think they're going to lose here again i do think that arsenal will be able to win this game but i'm not picking it with any confidence the only pick that i'm really taking here with confidence is both teams to score because Arsenal don't seem to be able to keep a clean sheet against anybody. They they push up way too high and leave loads of chances at the back. I'm definitely not convinced by the goalkeeper either. I know Leno's com- is replacing Peter Cech, but does that necessarily mean? that he's a brilliant keeper himself. But both teams to score in this game is available at four to six minus 150. That's probably because three of Brighton's last five have cashed and four of Arsenal's last five making this a 70% chance. I'm going to go with those stats. I'm going to go with those numbers and I'm going to go with the eye test and take both teams to score in this game. Although I do expect Arsenal to come out on top. And if you fancy being brave and going for that, you can take Arsenal to win this game and both teams to score in this game at 11-4, so you're getting nearly 3-1 on that. Very decent bet, very decent shout. I do think both teams will score in this game because they always seem to do that when Arsenal play, even if it's Burnley. Up next, Watford versus Chelsea, where Watford are 15-4, coming off the back of an upset win against West Ham. 11-4 the draw, and Chelsea coming off the back of an upset where they were the victims of a 1-0 home defeat against Leicester City. There's seven 7-10 to, to win this game. I think Chelsea will win this game, but I don't like the price of fourth-place Chelsea beating seventh place Watford off the back of Chelsea, losing at home to Leicester. It should be a good bounce-back spot because Watford should be on a high after getting the upset over West Ham and Chelsea should be wanting to bounce back. And all that leads to the formula of Chelsea winning. I was just hoping to get myself a better price than seven to 10. I would think that what may happen near a kickoff is the punters may look at those previous results and think Chelsea are a team on the decline and Watford are a team on the rise and and maybe punt for the upset, especially as this is a televised game and it will encourage some betting. I'm going to stray away from that. I would think Mauricio Sarri has a strong word with his players. I think what we might see is... The two teams go like for like, where you may see Olivier Giroud playing in a team rather than Hazard being wasted as a false number nine, and then you have you have that you have both teams playing counter formations where Giroud essentially becomes Chelsea's Troy Deeney because Troy Deeney is going to be playing for Watford and he's a factor in every game that he plays. I think Chelsea will win this game, and as I said though, I'm not happy with the price at seven to ten. Hopefully, something better comes up around about kickoff time or maybe even in play. But initially, I'm going to. Hesitantly pick Chelsea to win the game. The final game happens on Thursday, Southampton versus West Ham, where Southampton, off the back of two wings, are now six to five favourites to beat West Ham, who went on a four game winning streak. They're now 11 to five underdogs, and it's 12 to five the draw. I'm not taking Southampton as a favourite against West Ham. I know they got a lucky win against Arsenal and I know they beat Huddersfield and that wasn't lucky because they absolutely dominated the game. I thought it would be a very good bet to go under two and a half goals. It wasn't. It was a parlay killer for us. So... I'm not going to full out go for the dog in this instalment of the show, but I probably will later on. But I am certainly going to take the safe bet of West Ham on the double chance. On paper, they have far better players. And I know the Southampton are going for a boost, going through a boost of having a new manager here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to plough through everybody. I know that they were very, very motivated to beat Arsenal, but Arsenal played very badly that day as well. And Huddersfield were just a worse team than Southampton. Southampton came there, they played the new manager's style and ended up with a victory. I don't know if these two teams playing their same style of football, so Southampton playing their style and West Ham playing their attacking West Ham style, equals Southampton winning. I really don't. I just think on paper... West Ham have the better players and the better team. So this could be an upset here. Southampton could come crashing down to earth. It's not very likely that Southampton are going to win three games in a row in the Premier League. But let's not forget this team were sitting in a relegation zone not too long ago and always flirt with relegation every season. So I know the new managers come in and done a great job and everybody feels boosted, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're just going to beat every better team that's put in front of them. I think West Ham are a live dog here. I'm taking them in the double but as we head to the lock dog portion of the of the of the podcast, I certainly think I'm going to take West Ham as a dog. So let's do that. Let's have a look at what we're doing this week for our lock dog and parlay. So we know the lock is Man United minus one against Huddersfield. We pretty much know the dog. I just alluded to it. I had a quick scan through the rest of the games. Nothing I like better here than to take West Ham to win at Southampton. Add a bit of. Um, Humility to the Southampton fans who all of a sudden think they're going to go onwards and upwards through the table. You're not. You still have the same players in your team. One thing I will say about Southampton in comparison to all of the other teams around them in the bottom six, they do have better strikers and that will always help you get out. Uh, Danny Ings is probably the best striker playing for anyone in the bottom six and he would be a good fantasy pick for people if you're looking to add one cheap striker to your team so I very much think Southampton will get out of it but I think West Ham are a really good underdog here this week looking at the parlay I'm going to keep it really simple I just think Man United, Tottenham and Liverpool is a treble that you just cannot lose with this week. I just don't see how any of them drop any points. And I know that that means that I'm double dipping Man United here. And I know that that means I'm giving out something which is actually under even money. $100 on this only returns $199. So it's very, very tight, but it is slightly under even money. You may be able to get it even money somewhere else, but I just think it's better to win than to not win. And In what scenario at the weekend are Liverpool, Man United and Tottenham not winning their games sorry it's not the weekend it's Boxing Day but that's because I'm getting confused because the Premier League's so jam-packed this time of year there's just games every Wednesday Thursday Saturday Sunday but yeah this will be happening on Wednesday the 26th of December and in what scenario do Man United not win at home to Huddersfield in what scenario are Liverpool getting something at Anfield and in what scenario are Bournemouth going and getting anything at Wembley Stadium off the back of the way Tottenham have been playing lately I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm almost tempted to even add Man City in here and make it a 14 team one. And I wouldn't dissuade anyone from doing that. But my official pick is going to be these three. And I will probably make, be making that an official play over at my website, lockbetting.com. It's been a really, really good weekend for LockBetting.com. We landed the lock here on the EPL show. We landed a parlay. We did well in the NFL. We landed a massive three-to-one double with Chicago Bears minus four plus the under 44 points. Our NFC East bet came in with the Dallas Cowboys winning the division. That was a big 200-pound bet for us. We won on that. Dallas Cowboys are the winners of the NFC East finally managing to win despite the late comeback from the Philadelphia Eagles, who still have a chance of getting through to the playoffs, by the way. I by no means am guaranteeing that the Vikings are going to get there. The Bears might still have a say-so in that, and the Eagles could still get there under Nick Foles. So, very, very interesting week in the NFL. But over at Lockbetting.com, it was a winning week and a winning weekend. Despite a sticky period, we have come through and had another winning week. And that comes off the back of admittedly being owned for the previous week in NFL. And I did say that I was going to be open and honest about everything. And I was expecting a bounce back. And we did achieve the bounce back yesterday. So good week all around. And of course, there was a, a European parlay as well that I'm forgetting to talk about. A massive European parlay that cashed as well that was given out on the European show and turned into an official pick. So if you're not a member by now, you are missing out on a ton of free money. We're up to. £1,800 this month, coming off the back of winning £2,293 the month before and £2,437 profit the month before that. So if you're not over at lockbetting.com yet, make sure you go and check it out. We're winning on boxing, we're winning on NBA, winning on NFL, winning on soccer, winning on UFC, and we are winning on the WWE. Whether you take that seriously or not, I don't care because money is money. I'll be back this week with another edition of the EPL show because we will have games at the weekend and I will be covering the UFC from this weekend. It is still going ahead, even if they have to move the, the event to an entirely different state in order to get it Going, but John Jones is now that much of a commodity. Now that UFC don't have Conor McGregor and they don't have Ronda Rousey, John Jones is the cash cow and when John Jones isn't allowed to fight in Nevada they don't just take it off the card because the pay-per-view sales will suffer they move it all the way to Inglewood, California don't give a fuck that people have booked hotels and have travelled all the way to Vegas pay-per-view money is more important to Dana White and the UFC so the fight between Jones and Alexander Gustafsson will be going ahead in Inglewood, California and I will be the one who covers that card right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network So stay tuned for that. So as I said, EPL show and UFC show coming from me later on this week. That's it from me for this show. Have a good Christmas. Good luck with your bets. And thanks for listening.